0: Hey, hey, Minus 3 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Awesome new and existing user promos. America's number one sportsbook, don't you know? Why? Because it's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Kind of fast and of course... You got the same game parlay. All you do is you combine multiple bets from the same game, and it's called a same game parlay. Pretty straightforward, lots of fun, and you can discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. I hope Eddie Spaghetti's taking a look at his blue shirts at Penguins on this night if you're new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now sign up with the promo code minus three it's the word minus then the number three so that they know your pals here at minus three sent you and Eddie Spaghetti let's start this show minus three with Dave Damaschek hi and hello sports fans welcome to minus three much to kibbits about Will Smith playing the game of life maybe breaking the rules in the game of life we've got march madness so on and so forth but today we're gonna talk some pro football with one of our favorite guys doing that and otherwise he is the host of jeff schwartz is smarter than you you see him all over fs1 and fox sports with cousin sal and company doing this that and the other talking gambling blocking Big giant man leaning on other 300-pound men. Somehow he can divine who's good at doing it versus mediocre. It's Jeff
1: Schwartz. What's the poop, fella? I'm glad to be back. Um, it's been a while. It's been a crazy couple of weeks in the National Football League. I think two weeks like we've never seen before. <laughs> and uh, it seems to like be slowing down this week. I'm, I'm waiting for the next big NFL story to drop. I don't know what it's going to be. There's owners meetings right now. Um, Something has to come. Something's going to gonna shock us next couple of days.
0: It's Baker Mayfield,
1: right? But to where? There's only one place he can go where you'd be like, oh, that kind of makes sense, Seattle. Otherwise, it's all backup deals and restructured contract. I mean, doesn't Houston make the most sense? Why? But why? Like, if you're Houston, here's the like with with Baker. And this is, I think, what we're realizing with quarterbacks Fair or unfair, this is how we're judging them, right? Is you sort of have to have some elite trait for teams to want you, right? Like once you get kind of, what's Baker Mayfield's elite trait? Have a chip on his shoulder? Like that's not like, okay, we all have chips on our shoulders. We all. Have- all right. Well, then you know no, what? I want to jump
0: gonna- into. I want to jump into. I don't know if it's new or not. That's how. That's the the benefit of not having much of a memory. Which is what I have at this. Which is what I don't have. Wait, I I have a bad memory, or I don't have a memory. Either you have way, a good
1: memory for all things Pittsburgh and all of your list. Otherwise, it's just gone.
0: No, no. Everything that happened in the 20th century, I got on lockdown. It's <laughs> okay. the new stuff that I can't retain.
1: <laughs> okay. Either
0: way, I don't know if this is a new or an old segment, but let's do it anyway. I'm going to call it over under. And Jeff Schwartz is our first guest on Over Under to help us determine what's overrated and underrated. Okay, How about draft analysts? How Are they overrated Oof. or underrated? These people who are hanging our, our entire opinions on and have for the last six months are wrong almost 50% of the time. And by the way, in 2018, when Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen were sitting there, all those guys are the ones who said, "Oh yeah, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was first overall. His trait is, I don't know, what was his trait then? Hyper accuracy. Since then, I would say it's running um running boot plays yeah. and and, you know, throwing some strikes downfield. I really do think somebody's going to wind up with a good QB if they get Baker.
1: Um, I I the the draft analyst job is is difficult because um, you don't really know what the teams are doing. Like, the teams aren't really telling these guys what they're doing. I mean, they're giving them little hints, but they're not like, oh, we're doing this and this and this. Like, for example, now Kyle Hamilton, the Notre Dame safety, all of a sudden drop out of the top 10 in, like, the last two days. What? What? I mean, there's people talking like, a week ago, the best player in the draft. Now sudden he's out of the top 10? Like, what, what's happening, right? Kayvon Thibodeau uh, from Oregon uh, not doesn't hustle. I'm like, what are, What are you guys are watching? I'm, I'm watching different film, I guess, because that's not the problem that he has. Um, and they just kind of make these things up. I think it's, we have too much time to talk about this. We have four months, really five months, right? Kind of January 1st till a, end of April. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry.
0: You're not keeping up with, uh, with the Joneses here shorts because we are literally already talking about the 2023 class, at least where the QBs are concerned. And well, apparently yeah, well, CJ
1: Stroud threw it pro day.
0: <laughs> well right. Well not what well, you know what it started in fact last autumn when everybody started the perennial buzz about like the 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 bit of cynicism and by the way it said every single year like I don't know about the overall strength of this QB class or I don't know there're different ways to state it like I don't know if there's one Trevor Lawrence in this class or I don't know about the depth of this and every and every year people will take QBs there will be 2 to 5 taken This year, but this idea of, and this is a good place to jump now, overrated or underrated, over under the notion of tanking or putting in a ham and ager for a full pro football season in the hopes of getting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Bryce Young or otherwise. When a year ago, the prospects supposedly that the same experts are telling us this isn't a good class are the ones who were telling us a year ago, well it's going to come down to how the Rattler, the uh, Slovis at all. Like, I mean that the, 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 you know, that how, how seriously are we supposed to take any of this jive?
1: Well, I don't watch all these guys. I'm not watching Malik Will's tape. Like I'm just, I'm not, so I'm, I don't watch Liberty. I don't have time in my life to do that. So I have to rely on other people that watch him to tell me, you know, what his skill set is Now, he might go number, he might be the first quarterback taken. I saw he's people He's going number about,
0: two. I, I, yeah, I, I, I talking yeah. about jive. He's going to Detroit, okay. I'm sure. So here's the thing. Sure.
1: I think that Justin Herbert and Josh Allen changed the way teams draft. Because you look at what they did in college, and Josh Allen, and he's the outlier for all this, right? Because he was not accurate in college. He was not accurate first two first years in the NFL. And then all of a sudden, boom, he became what, what he's become, right? Which is, again, a complete outlier, you know, Justin Herbert in, in Oregon. I told everyone he'd be better than people thought. I watched all his film. He put a terrible offense when he was there. And boom, he comes better. These are, these are trait guys, right? Tall, athletic, rocket at arms, smart, good leaders. And that's what teams are looking for now. If we can get those type of players, which, what, which is what Malik is, right? He's tough. He's tall. He's strong. He's got a cannon of an arm. Great leader. All those things. We can ignore all the things on film we don't like. We get him in our system. We get him coached up right, and we'll make him into Justin Herbert, right? Like that's the it, you. It, it used to be where you just draft Mac Jones. You know what you're getting. You, you 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 take Mac Jones. He's the easy answer. He was exactly what we thought he'd be last year, right? No different, no more, no less. Exactly what he is, and that's his career. His, that's his career, right? Maybe it's a little bit better, Dave, but like that's his kind of career, right? Where all these other guys, you look at Lawrence and, and Wilson and these guys, there's so much more potential with them because. Of their athletic traits, and what again? I go back to Baker Mayfield, right? Like, what do you do well? What's your one thing that stands out? Baker doesn't really have that, where some of these younger guys do. It doesn't mean they're going to be hits or home runs. It doesn't mean they're going to be good in the NFL. But you look at again, you look at Wills and, and and Matt Corral, right? The traits he has, and Kenny Pitt, all these guys. Wills has the most. That, that's why he's going to go. Probably, I think you're right. Probably number two. And it's so funny, man. We, the, the thing that bothers me about the about the the uh, the. The draft kind of complex is the pro day thing, right? So we have years of tape on Willis, years of tape on him, right? And then all of a sudden, he has a good pro day. It's like, oh, my God, what an arm. You're like, we we have film on this guy. Of course. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous
0: thing in the world, (laughs) as though anybody is making these determinations all of a sudden, right? It it makes me loco, as does the whole recency bias around your guy, Mahomes. And Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and the announcement that if you don't have one of those three guys, it's going to be a long decade for you in, in the AFC. As though there are, as though Patrick Mahomes isn't a victim is of his own success, which has created this thing of, as you say, um, teams now looking for the guy who has rare traits like Justin Herbert. Um, and I think that Willis, and so the, the, there is a pipeline now, my, my recurring point about QB saturation is has been proven true over and over and over again. These guys are, there are more guys waiting in the wings about to get drafted, and there will be next year and the year after that. Let's talk about your Chiefs, though, because a lot of people decided, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to win so many Super Bowls, and and this Chiefs window is going to be open for a long time. You and I have gone back and forth about this quite a bit over the last couple of years. Um, over under the dealing of Tyreek Hill, how much of it is owed to the second half against the Bengals in the title game? Am I overstating that or, or am I spot on? Because I feel like um, they felt I, when you are watching, I felt outmoded. It felt like I don't know what the Bengals figured out here, but this I, is this. I, is I bad. think
1: it's not just what they figured out; it's what the league did to the Chiefs last year, right? Um, a lot of that cover two defense, right? The quarters defense with the Bengals they dropped eight into coverage, and I think the Chiefs' offense got too boomer bust, right? It was like big play or that was it, right? And we saw that throughout, the, and then that's you know what kind kind of evolved into. And I think the Chiefs would be glad to keep Tyreek Hill at $22 million a year, 20. They just weren't going to pay what the Dolphins paid for him. Um, they had just set a price, and, and, and that was it. But starting with the reworking of the offensive line, and now with the wide receivers they've got so far, and there's rumors they're going to trade for someone, I don't know, drafts someone the first round. They're going to one someone the first round for sure. Is well, that- you know
0: what you you say. What's going to happen in this in this week? Tyler Lockett. The whole thing started with in the tampering period, with like, oh yeah, the Seahawks are. It's not just Russell Wilson. They're going to move Tyler Lockett too, and and, and D- got D-K. 20, maybe DK. But Tyler Lockett di- didn't they even say that they were willing to deal him very early on. In this whole thing, I, yeah, I, I he, think he, I everyone's sort
1: of—I I feel like everyone's open for business in Seattle because of Wilson right. You know, leaving, right? So DK would be my preferred player out of out of Lockett because just because of the guys available in the draft that kind of fill Lockett's role, I think, and they just don't. Juju's a slot guy; they don't need others. They don't need another guy like that, right? Um, and I think this is Andy Reid acknowledging that we need to adapt an offense and we need more. If they end up getting, let's say, let's just say they get DK Metcalf, I, I, don't, I think that's a long shot let's say they get to so them DK, MVS, and Juju. That's the best wide receiver trio he's had since he's been the Chiefs quarterback is Mahomes, right? Yeah, Tyreek Hill's gone. And there's no replacement Tyreek Hill. Absolutely not. If anyone thinks there's a one-for-one, it's not. But it's about can you find offense in the more traditional ways of the West Coast offense, right? And I think Andy Reid it wants to go back to – and that's what I thought the offensive line signal last year. I thought the change in of the offensive line, more physical, more downhill running, didn't happen. I, I We didn't see the downhill running we thought we'd get. Um, and maybe there's a signaling of like, we're just going to change the way we do offense. And Andy Reid has done a really good job of adapting every year. That's what he does. Great. Now there's going to be growing pains. It's not going to happen overnight. Like they're not going to start the season with three new wide receivers and they're going to hit the ground running they're, They might start two and four, but by week 11, 12, 13, it's going to get rolling. And the thing about the playoffs now is we're seeing home field advantage seems to matter less and less. Just get in, like, just get in right. There's only one by now. The Chiefs have only had to buy, what, two out of four years, I think, or the one seed, two out of four years that they made the AFC Championship game. Uh, yeah, they hosted the Patriots, right? And then uh, in 19, I think it was – well, it doesn't matter how they – I think,
0: No, I feel like they – I could be wrong. I feel like they've had it three years in a row, right? Four years no, in a row. No, they,
1: they've had home field they, – they played the oh, NFC well, Championship like, game right, not four years in a row, years. but right. they haven't had the – they've only had the one seed two out of the four years. Um, Is that right? Okay. Yeah, because they had the two seed in 2019, I think, and then um, the Titans beat the Ravens, who were the one seed. Remember, they beat the Patriots and then the Ravens and then went to Kansas City? Doesn't matter, whatever, whatever. But nonetheless, like, you don't have to have the one seed to win anymore. It used to be like, you need that but We've seen now year after year, over the last two years, it has not mattered as much uh, to winning a championship. So the Chiefs, in my opinion, look, it's tough to swallow losing a player like that. But also, one thing to consider, too, is that – the Chief's depth on defense is poor and that's a problem that's
0: I, I think that's the underrated thing yeah is it that, that that's the, why the, I will keep saying it and you can take your shots at me on social media about like oh Dave's always picking the chargers yeah that the charger's defense and the Broncos' defense is way more loaded oh, up than the Chiefs, yeah. and, the, and and those two offenses are not much of a yeah. drop off, if at all, and, to the Chiefs at this
1: and point. You're exactly right, and that's why I think when you when you couple with okay, we don't want to pay Tyreek all this money, we might want to change the identity of our offense a little bit, and then we need we just need draft picks to bolster our defense. Right? They have two starting linebackers that are good. They have a couple, you know, they have a safety, a corner. They have no pass rushers besides Chris Jones. So the draft needs to be attacked with pass rush. Like the first round, they walked away in the first round with pass rusher, wide receiver. Good. Now they have to hit on those guys. They have to be good, right? They, they can't just be, They can't be bad. You know, you, you, you have either, you know, you get Stephon Gilmore, Bradbury, and in free agency, you get one of the two, and you end up with a defensive end and a wide receiver in the first round. You get linebacker depth corners. Like, there's a way to do this, but they have to hit on the draft picks. So the, the only way they win this trade, in my opinion, is those draft picks have got to pan out. End of story.
0: That's right, like, and that what's what ultimately I have been right about is I get that the cap has gone up to accommodate fifty million dollar QB contracts, but it is not overstated or overrated to say that once you start paying, now that the bills come and due on Mahomes thirty five million this year, you can't just say, "Well, get you Davian and Clowney." He's a, he's out there right now. Maybe they'll get a deal on him late but i mean guys like that luxury purchases that you could have made two years ago you can't make at this point if you're well
1: it 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 depends on how you look at it dave because you can do what the saints do you can just push the money back and back and back and back and back and eventually it's going to come due or the chiefs are saying look we don't want to do that right now it's not time to do that with with mahomes deal so let's just not do it this year essentially right like they could have done it they could have bonus Mahomes and push the money in the future and got Tyreek Hill but again, the depth is a huge part of this, man. They are they need a lot of they never need a right tackle. Like there's a lot of issues within the roster they need. And part of that is not even Mahomes. It's Frank Clark's deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's Chris Jones' big deal. It's paying Joe Tooney a bunch of Joe money. Joe
0: Tooney is in so, the 20s now. Yeah.
1: He said, Yeah, well, they restructured for this year. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a big number. Like it it was or next year, it's like 23, I think. I think they restructured this year to save him some money. So they have a couple of these veteran contracts that are it's not so much Mahomes as it is just everything <laughs> together. And the lack of depth – and for and the reason why they have no depth is when you look at the – the after Mahomes draft pick from like 17, 18, 19, just not a lot of hits in the draft. And they've been much better the last two years. And they have to hope that they continue to hit those draft picks. And you're right. The, the AFC West is loaded, man. The funny part, by the way – so funny. The Raiders, you know, make all the – Taylor Jones, Devonta Adams. And there was – a you know, DraftKings had them like eight wins for the win total this year poor raiders man i'm not uh, poor that
0: that's meaningless what is what rich raiders is i think am i over <coughs> overstating <geez>. sorry <coughs> am i overstating the fall of the chiefs in saying this they're definitely going to be a third or fourth place team this year
1: um i uh in the in the west i think it's yeah. too early to say that i mean they've won 10 games at least 10 games every year but one uh, with Andy Reid. And that's, by the way, with Peyton Manning in the division for three of those years, right? Like the, the, the two years the Broncos won the Super Bowl, the Chiefs were – we were wild card team the first year I was there. We won 11 games. And I think in 2015, the year the Broncos won the, the, the Super Bowl, the Chiefs won 11 games too. So like we've been good divisions and in, in, in the past. The Phillip Rivers Chargers were a good team for many years. Um, I think it's too early to say they're just going to suck this season. Um they had a lot of injury luck last year, which is important to note because I think in the AFC North, Baltimore by far had the worst injury luck. Like I think Baltimore is, is alive is alive to win the North in the AFC. So that if you combine a little bit of worse team, better AFC West, probably not as much injury luck. Third, yeah, I, I think they're still a playoff team though. I can't, dude. Are they going to win eight games? eight, nine, nine, nine and eight? I, 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 I don't see that.
0: I mean, it makes, uh, I you mean, know, 10 well, and
1: seven in the seven seed. Sure. sure. I, I, I think there are 10 win teams. It might be third in the division, but that means that the Broncos and Chargers both have 12 and 11 wins.
0: The idea, by the way, that Andy Reid, he does uh, uh, with the exception of that one year in Philly off the top of my head where they fell yeah, way the back and, 12, and yeah. then they left. He always puts out a high end product but the idea that Andy Reed definitely solves this because he has Patrick Mahomes and don't worry chiefs fans. I think people are trying to ignore the reality of things here. Andy Reed, of course, until he got to Casey, the knock on him was when they get to the postseason, they don't do yeah, much. But,
1: so, yeah, but we're, we're, and there's still, that's still, I mean, he's blown some bad leads, buddy in playoff games. True enough. Like, true enough. No yeah. doubt, and, and I think we're talking about the regular season now. Um, but I think we go back to the faith that people have in the homes, right? I mean, just the ability. that, and, and there's a lot of, you know, this talk from his camp about, you know, this is a prove it year and kind of show the haters. And we're, we're gonna, that, that stuff's nice to say this part of the year. We'll find out, obviously, what it means in the regular season. But it's not as bad as I think it could be. But I definitely think they're taking a little bit of a step back early in the season. They, like, early in the season, three new wide receivers, like no matter what team you're on, that's hard to do, right? You have less practice time now, less training camp, less preseason games. Even though Andy Reid does tend to play his starters in the preseason, more than other teams do. Um, and then you, you I'm, assuming, I'm assuming the schedule is going to be like Chargers Week One, Raiders Week Two. They have to play a Packers again this year. They have the, the Tampa Bay. I think like it, it, there's tough parts of their schedule. Um, they're going to have the five six prime time games. It's going to be it's going to be a slow start, but I think by Week Eleven or Twelve we'll, we'll say, Hey, this offense has it going. Defensively. They got to hit. On, they got to hit in the draft. It has to happen.
0: I agree. Okay, listen. I want to pace it up here only because yes. we only have so much time. But I, I, I really could talk about the Chiefs with you for a couple hours here. Any, any word on these rumors about Tyreek Hill that it had anything to do with? Uh, uh, stuff that transcends the the football field. Actually, in the title game, there was some headset thing with the enemy. I don't know if you yeah, know about I, that. I, what about the yeah, bachelor yeah. party with Mahomes? Any 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 of these rumors? You have to share them all right now since I asked.
1: I don't think any of that. I think that he would have come back if they paid him. That's that simple sometimes. Um, but is
0: there is there any truth to that? Yeah, be salacious. People like that. I don't know if you heard that, about that, Will Smith that, and Chris Rock. People like that I, kind of salacious. Yeah,
1: I know. I think that was real, by the way. Uh, people, Of course that think. was
0: real. It's so ridiculous that people are continuing to talk no, about
1: it. Oh, yeah. By the way, I think it's an age thing. I think anyone under 30 just believes, that grew up on the internet, believes everything's a conspiracy. Like, everything's, like, not true. It's fake. Anyone over, like, 30 that didn't grow up on the internet, we're like, yeah, it happened. And people are like, well, he braced himself. He didn't, he didn't fight back. I'm like, why would he fight back? He got slapped in the face on national television. He doesn't think it's, he's not, his hands aren't raised to fight. His buddy's coming to talk to him. Will Smith and walk back to the seat. People,
0: people ignore. People ignore motive. What, what does, what does Chris Rock get out of that? And what does Will Smith? I understand that there's attention, but it's negative attention. It's not good. There was nothing funny. Someone said to me, "Well, well,
1: well." Will Smith's getting jiggy with number one on Spotify. Okay, like so he'd slap Chris Rock to get a 20-year-old song number one for three days on Spotify. This yeah. is like a stork night for Will Smith. Great and night for Will Smith. S- he seems like a Sluffy. lunatic
0: overshadowing yeah. <laughs> his Academy Award, the, the, the pinnacle of anyone's acting career. Right, so,
1: Tyreek Hill, I I, I think there was – I think they're clear this offseason. There was an article that just was written and retracted. Not really retracted, but they claimed they were taking it down because of the comments they didn't like. Um, I've heard rumors about, you know, a halftime altercation that was in that article. Nothing that wasn't in the article. Well, you I've know. heard some of those things too, you know, no, no, what I know, I've asked my brother, he doesn't know either. So <laughs> I've, I've tried, okay. I've tried to, no, I've tried to find out. Um, um, and you know, it, something happened at halftime the AFC championship game. I don't know what it was. It, it there was some argument at halftime, um, I don't think Pat and Tyree Kill had a bad relationship. Was he not invited to the bachelor party? Is that like a thing too? Is that I don't know. Something uh, happened I, there. Well, I think his. I think Pat's brother didn't go or something. So I know that. Like- I know.
0: I don't know <laughs> if that had anything to do with Tyree Kill. Rumors about
1: that. Um, I just look. I think um, everybody. I
0: think everybody in halftime got Cosbyed with the Gatorade or something because they I, they came out. That was one I, I, of the who most. Who knows that that perfo- I don't know if you. Oh, if Brady Brady retired, and so that obscured the conversation to some degree. Yeah, but. The, because he, uh, he Dan retired Dan. like the Monday Dan. or so after, after that game. And I think the conversation would have been like, what the hell happened? The the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I like, just did I, nothing I, in the title I, game against the Bengals. I know,
1: I know it's not, it's not kosher to talk like about football in these terms, because we, you know, we, we talk about gambling, we covered a lot. And, um, but like, if you had told me that they were throwing the game in the second half would have been like, yep, that makes sense. Well, they obviously weren't, but like, it, it was like, what I, What is this? I agree. And even through all of that, it was first and five at the five with two minutes left. Like they could have won the game still. And that's why I think the Chiefs look at their team and say, hey, look, for as bad as we were last year, and they weren't very good, they finished third in offensive efficiency. They had the the highest turnover rate in Andy Reid's career, in Pat Mahomes' career. And they were two minutes away from going back to Super Bowl again. For as bad as things were. They're like, yeah, like we know we need to add some depth, but does Tyreek Hill's contract make it tougher uh, to do that? Yeah, that second half, man. I I've, I've been part of one of those playoff losses where we were up 38-10 in the third quarter, but wasn't it wasn't like that. We we just like had no more players left. Everyone got hurt and and their defense played bad. But I I yeah, I mean, I could imagine Is That the Colts game against yeah, Andrew Colts Luck, game. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm telling you, it does go back
0: to, and Joe Banner and whoever else can say that's lazy analysis or whatever, but so be it. I, I'm telling you, you don't get Honey Badger and Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and um, fancy offensive linemen when Patrick Mahomes is getting paid 35 or $50 million. Yeah. And that is the adjustment that the Chiefs will now um, have to make. Next. We, we,
1: have bre- we, have, we, we have breaking news very quickly, by the way. Ooh, go ahead. NFL owners have passed overtime proposal allowing for both teams to have possession for playoffs only.
0: Great. That's I I don't like
1: it. I don't go back to sudden death.
0: So my solution is you just play the full quarter and that my would be just as play, exciting.
1: You actually play till death. So you have only, you have, you play till you only have, you have less than 22 players on your roster. That's it. So like, talk about, just, o- play, talk, about talk about
0: overstated, what, talk about what's overrated. It's like,
1: <laughs> if you have them
0: play a fifth quarter, some players will die on the, f- <laughs> all right, settle down, everybody relax. You can coach, an extra oh, five minutes. Mike
1: Tallman, fan of Southern deaths. I, I love know. it. I love I, it, I saw it.
0: Okay. Uh, speaking of massive guaranteed contracts and all this, am I overrating it by saying that I think Andrew Barry, if you hooked him up to a lie detector right now would just make the last two weeks of decisions Uh, Go away. And he would be like, yeah, Yeah. that was a mistake. I misread the reaction we were going to get here. And this was a terrible idea. And uh, now we are screwed. And by the way, an, an addendum to that first question. If, is it overrated when they say like it's, you know, Tim Tebow being in the locker room is a distraction to the other things. And like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee distracts and then the players have to answer questions in the mm-hmm. locker room and that distracts us from our goal of winning football games. If that if those things are true, isn't the big miscalculation now? The Browns have inte- have willfully put oh, this yeah. stink all up. like every player like was, yeah. what's Deshaun like what's Deshaun if if that's a problem this is going to be the biggest problem ever right
1: oh no you're exactly right it's be a mean distraction um i don't know if you take it back um I, I think you might take that contract back i feel like a lot of us would have been like oh the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson okay but the contract made it like really you're admitting you're admitting he's getting suspended for this and you're in lowering the financial penalty he's going to face. It's gross. Um, and it's very important here. I've mentioned this a, a couple places I've been. Um, there's difference between innocent and not guilty. Those are two different things. Um, and the, the, also the burden of proof, let's say the Browns need to sign or not sign someone or give them a new deal is not what it is in criminal court. In a criminal court, you're innocent until proven guilty, right? Not by the Browns hiring standards, not by the NFL's hiring standards, right? You don't – that's not a a, a burden of proof that – I agree, right. I know you agree. I'm just explaining why people are so upset possibly at Deshaun Watson and and, and the deal. I think the Browns are banking on this, is that this season he gets suspended for, I don't know, eight games. I don't know what the, the policy is in the NFL anymore. They have a six-game policy. They never follow it. So I have no idea what they're going to do. I also don't know, like – look, to be honest, the NFL, the, the, the criminal courts have decided – that they're not going to indict Deshaun Watson on any criminal charges. I don't know how the NFL can decide any differently. I, I, I don't know what the, the NFL's burner proof is for suspending players, but they're going to suspend Deshaun Watson. But that they, they, as you've
0: said, they established their own yes, standard when they shut down Ben Roethlisberger. Right. But I feel like
1: games down the floor. correct. I, I I'm with you. I, the NFL just kind of making up as they go, which I've disagreed with for a long time now. Nonetheless, I think the Browns hope by 2023, you forgot about this which I think a lot of people will, unfortunately. Right, Dave? Like When we enter 2023, if you're not a Browns hater, if you're not a Bengals fan, a Steelers fan, a Ravens fan, is it going to be brought up every time you talk about Sean Watson? Absolutely not, because by next offseason, we're going to have eight more quarterbacks that have moved, a new Super Bowl champion, someone's going to get paid. Right now, looming right now. Like Lamar Jackson, he might be a free agent next year, like a franchise tag guy. I have so many things I want to talk
0: to you about that one. Lamar Jackson, overrated.
1: I got five more minutes. We we got five more minutes. Overrated. Okay. Overrated
0: or underrated. The chances that Lamar Jackson is going into his last year with Baltimore. And at minimum, I think he's making a huge mistake. I know that he is not Baker Mayfield and vice versa, but looking at what the Browns are doing with, or have done now with Mayfield Shouldn't he, and injuries and all that, shouldn't he be spooked? Shouldn't he be like, no, 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 we don't play. I, I, I don't yeah. take a snap until I have the massive deal, Baltimore.
1: It, it's just interesting because, um, you know, he doesn't have an agent. And I wonder how much that affects the way his negotiation. Not that he can't negotiate himself, but this idea of like an agent probably be like, dude, we got to get a deal done, right? Like they're offering you X amount of money. You, you've been hurt. Let's get it done. Where of course the player, most players, not of course, but most players bet on themselves, right? And Lamar Jackson is very talented. He's won the MVP. But maybe he wants out of Baltimore too. I don't know. I mean, Baltimore's everything he asked for. So I don't know if that's the case, but like, you know, like there's talk. Miami's got a bunch of first round picks next year, too. Maybe there's a you know, they they you know, they franchise tag him after the year. Miami said, Hey, we'll get I, I think the cost is two first round picks, right? To get a, to get someone on a franchise tag uh traded. They're like, hey, we'll give you two first-round picks. We got Tyreek Hill. We got Jalen Waddell. We've got left tackle now. We got all these guys situated. We'll give you two picks for Lamar Jackson. I'm surprised he's not signed yet. Agent, no agent. Well, Um, talk about miscalculating,
0: you know, how you're dealing with human beings. Harbon Company better be careful with this because – you know, I saw a Harbaugh quote earlier this week saying like, hey, every time Eric and Lamar and I talk, Lamar never brings up the contract. He's not concerned about it right now. Like, you patronize the player like that who doesn't have an agent and you get over on him, that's going to put a stink on you as an organization. If you if you take advantage of Lamar Jackson without an agent and things go sideways for for the player, what player in the future is ever going to want to go to Baltimore, right?
1: Uh. I think it's, I think it's a little overrated that line of thinking. Where like uh, I saw someone say something about like, oh well, the Browns treat Baker Mayfield poorly, so no one wants to go to Cleveland now. It's like, no, how much are they paying me? Okay, cool, I'll go to Cleveland.
0: With like, all due I mean, respect, that's at your yeah. level, though. I mean, like, also, I, 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 I guess also, I Hill, oh, they're going to pay, Dolphins are going to pay me more than the Super Bowl well, contender. Sure, but, I'll go do yeah. that.
1: But, well, sure. But I think, I think it's about like, you're talking about mostly like veterans, right? Who kind of have to, who might be more picky of where they're going to go. I still think it comes down to, ch- at that point, it comes down to chance to win, right? Like, if you you have a chance to win, typically, you know, now we're getting a second and third wave of free agency, right? Really almost feels like there's not even a second wave. These guys are kind of choosing places to win now, right? The money's probably about the same. Are they going to say, well, Baltimore treated Lamar Jackson poorly? Probably not.
0: Overrated. Here's my assumption. Over, under. I say it is underrated. Players at the pro level going in, or at least guys who've reached the second contract and beyond. Well, first of all, if you're on your rookie deal, you're trying to put up numbers so you get a second contract. Then once you get into the second contract, you become cynical about the business of it. Yes. The bottom line is, am I right? Pro football players care more about their college teams and perhaps their high school team than they do about the the exploits of their pro team.
1: More emotionally uh, invested. You mean like once they leave the team or once they're on, when they're on the team?
0: When they're on the team. I don't think pro um, players care as much about I mean, like go into a situation where I can win a Lombardi as much as they do. Like which team's paying me more money?
1: Well, it depends on what what point of the career you're in. I, I think that when you are... Um, when you're obviously in, on that team, there's you want to win, but there's not like that collegiate pride. I don't think. I mean, you want to win because you winning is you've been around the NFL long enough, man. When you lose, it's terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you wouldn't want to be on a train. Yeah. There, but I feel but, like but the, I think, I, Tyreek what, Hill left the okay, Chiefs. He wants well, to go to Miami. How well, dare he? Okay, so, like, yeah, they're paying so, him. So,
1: so I, I think so. So well, it depends on what your your partners are, right? Like for Tyreek Hill, obviously. He felt he was underpaid, which I think he was, and he wanted to go make the most money. He already won a championship. His legacy is set in Kansas City. It goes to Miami. He probably won't be as good, but he's going to make a lot of money. He's back home, I believe, and he'll enjoy being in Miami. Some guys, um, you know, Ryan Jensen, a good buddy of mine, the Center for Tampa Bay, right? We had, I talked to him, this free agency, about what he was going to do, and he was torn between, this before Tom Brady came back. Mm-hmm. He was torn between the idea of like being a legacy in Tampa Bay or just going somewhere for the money. You know, it's like his third contract, fourth contract. He's got plenty of money. Of course you always have more money, but he was like weighing. And I think when you get older, Ryan's in his thirties, right? You get old, you start thinking about, you know, we know Chris Long. Well, end of his career, Chris Long was chasing a ring, right? He was going somewhere to try to win. I I get that. I wish I had the opportunity to go somewhere and chase the ring at at the end of my career. So your, your priorities change when you kind of where you are in your career. I think that if you've won a championship early, You're chasing more of the money, possibly. If you haven't won one or you're kind of money's reasonable, you're chasing legacy and chance to win some more.
0: Interesting. All right. I I could go on and on with you. Legacies and all that. Very quickly. Lakers getting into the playoffs.
1: Oh, who cares? I'm so over the Lakers. It's just it's like LeBron James is having this amazing season and he's got no one around him. Every time I, I will go on Twitter and a Lakers game, it's just Russell Westbrook just breaking shots. Like, not even close. He looks like a bad rec player. Like, they're off the top of the backboard. He doesn't even hit the rim. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, but we agree on this.
0: What is overrated? The in- Not the integrity. I'm talking the competitive... The the merit of March Madness. That's our last thing, right? I appreciated well, I, I mean, your support on social media this
1: weekend. Okay, here is the thing: I had to meet that conversation. So many purists like, It does determine the best team um, this year. It actually might, but what's funny is that most of the time it, it is a one, two, or three seed that wins, right? So it is kind of the better of the teams. But you have this long season where you play forty games, and Gonzaga was the best team. Like, there is no, I think mean, no one questioned that. Um, and they're not going to championship. That's fine. But it doesn't really get the best team. I think that right now Duke might be playing like the best team though. Like I, like, I think Duke's playing some really good basketball right now. Um, it's a, it's an entertainment product, man. It's not about determining I the think best it's super
0: team. fun. I don't want to be such a curmudgeon oh, yeah. that people yeah. think I don't enjoy it. I just don't think it equals a proof of, well, that's, they're cutting down the nets. There, there, they're there's the best also, team, I
1: guess. There's also, it's just the way it, you know, the way it works with, the, you know, the upsets and just the one and done nature of the tournament and, you know, the weirdness of it. It just, it's, you know, this it, is very, so like the women's basketball last night, I, I know no one paid attention to women's basketball. I was cause I cover Stanford. I think whatever, it's funny. I think a
0: lot of people do. In fact, when I look at social media, I'm surprised. Like, wow, well, there, they, I, it's, I, it's finally I, I, caught I, on. So, people really so are I, watching
1: it. I like watching it because it's just good basketball. Like the, the high end, like I like Stanford. I cover them for my packed off radio show. Um, and they play really good. They play great games. Awesome. They score a ton of points. Ball moves around. They play good defense. Um, so I was watching Connecticut and NC State last night, and NC State was the one seed, and yet the game was being played in Connecticut. Yeah, that sucks. Like, so how, how can I determine – I mean, that's like an away game in the tournament. That's not fair to NC State. They're supposedly the better team. It's like that type of stuff, it's like, well, how, how, what do I make of that, Dave? It's a road game for a one seed. Is NC State really worse than Connecticut because they lost one time to them? No, but that's the tournament, right? It's what the tournament is. Now Stanford gets Connecticut. One underappreciated thing Gino Ariama, 14 straight Final Fours. (laughs) That's impossible. 14 straight. It's very
0: straight. Yeah, it's remarkable, but it's uh, women's college basketball is at that spot in its evolution where there's great disparity and in programs across I- I- at the same level. I guess that's kind of true in college football. That's kind of reached that point too. Now where there are only three good teams that would blow out even the best in other regions of the country. Anyway, you go Jeff Schwartz. W- one last question. What did you have in your ears in the pregame when you were a pro football player? What, what was your psych up song?
1: Oh, um, I was a mix between, I did uh, like an like EDM, electric dance music. And then I did like Tupac. <laughs>
2: EDM?
1: Mix, you know, oh yeah. Really? Dude, Oh, the beats are good, yeah. Um, I always I always end it with All Eyes On Me, though. That's my final song in my warm-up. What's that? That's Tupac? Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> the song, it's the album, All Eyes On Me, but I listened to the song, All Eyes On Me, yeah. Uh, picture me rolling, Picture me rolling, All Eyes On Me, yeah. But yeah, some EDM. <laughs> Bar Meets like, um,
0: Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> EDM, I love it.
1: Dude, it's 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 uh it's a good stuff, man. All right. to listen well. when
0: I work out. It's good work on music. All right. You should listen if you're within the sound of my voice to Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you and all the great products that Jeff Schwartz pushes out on his social media handle, FS one, Fox Sports, Gambling and beyond. Great stuff, Jeff Schwartz. Good catch up, fella. Yeah, same here, guys. Take care, everyone. There he goes. The great Jeff Schwartz, everybody. And Eddie Spaghetti, uh, the reason I asked the the uh, music question there is because Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters passed away over the weekend. And uh, speaking of social media, um, I mean an outpouring for, for the guy. And kind of less so than um, the technician, although a lot of praise for what a great drummer he is. I thought that um, – It was nice. I think I'd rather be remembered ultimately as a great guy than a great whatever in career. Can we all agree on that? Or is there something to be said for being remembered? I mean, there are plenty of flawed human beings in, in recorded history who weren't great people, but did great deeds. Which would you rather be spaghetti?
2: I'd rather be, I kind of like, like the, the response to Taylor, Because you could see how many people truly do like him and care for him and like the outpouring of every musician contemporary, you know, musicians that are kind of newer musicians that, you know, their heyday was in the 70s, like everyone's reaching out. Um, and he seemed to have a lot of close friends and just seemed to be a very liked guy. So I think if you're a person who's just well liked uh, around and respected, I think that uh, that is far more important.
0: I guess. But just my pushback is the, the name that uh, enters my head is Ty Cobb. Everybody knows he's a gigantic asshole. Everybody knew that. But he's also inarguably one of the greatest baseball players of all time. So. Does it matter? I guess Ty Cobb's been dead for, what, for 50 years. So I guess it doesn't matter yeah, to him one way or the other. No end. one's
2: no. really wearing Ty Cobb jerseys around, whereas there's plenty of Foo Fighters shirts with Taylor Hawkins' face on them that people are proud of, and uh, his picture's being plastered everywhere, and the, his music will live on, whereas Ty Cobb is slowly being kind of uh, airbrushed out of uh, baseball history.
0: Interesting. Okay. In- uh, interesting uh Thoughts there? Uh, Some quick picks here, Spaghetti, before we get a little puck talk from you and uh, Meatballs. Lakers are plus 12 in Dallas. I mean, I'm pretty close to jumping off this Lakers bandwagon. Not that I was ever fully on it. I just thought, all right, come on. AD, who is tracking to get back now, plus LeBron. Come on, that's got to work out. They're going to be in the play-in at least. I'm starting to have my doubts. How say you? lakers i mean plus 12 with the Mavs. i give them no chance in this one but i mean that's a lot of points to be given the
2: Lakers yeah, with lebron james it, it's a lot of points but it's sometimes with teams that just have no drive and like the way they could be up so much in a game they go and lose games by double digits their their swing is in, incredible and and there's something you always talk about is just like the human element the factor the mental factor of what's going on in the locker room and i think right now in dallas you know, obviously they have luca Uh, I I would not be shocked if this is a game where Dallas does pull away late and they win, you know, close to 20 points.
0: Well, like we've talked about with Hench, I, uh, you know, the name that has been left off the MVP debate for too long is Luca. And I'm just now starting to see him sneak in there. I don't think he's going to get over the hump there. Speaking of MVP candidates, a couple of them are going head to head in Philly tonight. Sixers laying a point and a half to Milwaukee. How say you on that one, Spaghetti? I'm going, I'm going Bucks. From the human side, this hasn't gone as well, I think. It's been uneven, at least, since James Harden arrived. I think the Bucks can kind of further break the will. I don't think it's, a, you know, nail in the coffin stuff for Philly. But I do think that the Bucs can further assert themselves as the team in the East with a victory over the Sixers, at least should they um, be tracking to play one another at any point come springtime.
2: This game, I yeah, it's probably a coin flip. I know the Sixers are home, uh, so you're getting the, the point and a half helps, or if you want to even go a little bit on the money line, you get plus 102, I'm okay with that as well. I think there will be a lot of points scored in this game um, right now that the, the total set of 231, so – I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if both teams go over the 115-point uh, mark there. So I, if we want to ride with the Bucs, I think I'm, I'm fine with that in a, in a coin flip game, yeah. You know
0: what, Spaghetti? Now we're rolling with NBA picks. Let's do a same-game parlay for FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll choose a game here. Let's go with the Jazz at the Clippers in Los Angeles, DTLA. What do they call it now? The Crypt. In the Crypt. Jazz. Clippers. Clippers plus one. Let's pick that as the first leg of our parlay. Spaghetti, how say
2: you here? Uh, I would take the Jazz on the road here, uh, laying the point and pick them. Um, I think I'd also go with the, the under here. Uh, It's at 218 and I know that obviously both teams are missing some guys with injuries. So those are the first two legs there. And then I would also take uh, Donovan Mitchell to score 25 points at he's minus 132. He's been playing great. Uh, I know that he may move on team next year, but right now I take Donovan Mitchell to score 25 points uh, for the jazz. So I have jazz laying the point. I have the under and I have Donovan Mitchell 25 points.
0: Funny, I was going to say Mike Conley and that's six of one, half dozen or the other because of Spider Mitchell's lighting it up. You can assume that Mike Conley is perhaps feeding him at least some of those passes. I say go over his assist total five and a half. Um, either way, I like uh, those four picks there. You take three of them and we'll see you in the winner's circle on the same game parlay, but just make sure you use the promo code minus three, the word minus the number three, when you go to Fanduel.com slash minus three to make that same game parlay. Got to squeeze in a quick break. Last thing before we pick pens and Rangers and then turn it over to spaghetti and meatballs here. I saw Dune. That's the only... Academy award uh, nominated picture that I saw. I liked it very much. How did you think uh, how did you feel about Dune? I thought visually at least if it were just a series of these I assume manufactured in CGI on uh, CGI laptops or uh, or PCs or whatever um, is that's how they do CGI, right? I'm guessing it's like people sitting there. Yeah. However, they made those images. It was, if, if it was just a series of wall hangings, I would, I would have been captivated by them. I thought the picture overall was really good, but that austere kind of deserty uh, the sequence of all of those was worth the price of admission, which I didn't pay for. I just watched it on TV, but you get
2: my point. I love Dune. Dune was by far my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I've seen a few of the nominated ones, like uh, Nightmare Alley, um, uh, Don't Look Up. They were fine. They're fine, not, but nothing really grasped me. Like dune did and it's just because maybe it's because like you know dune was basically what they uh, what george lucas kind of based star wars off of and i love shows or movies that are like world building and you're in you submerge is that true i didn't know that that makes perfect sense yeah the book came out before star wars um so uh and like the fact that they try to make dune in the past and like i know like that um it, it, it was just done miserably. Uh, like David Lynch tried, it and it was just a bad, weird film. And then the fact that Denis Villeneuve—I don't even know how to say his name—the director who has a lot of great movies—he it's just such a big movie. It's a and the cinematography is awesome in that, and the acting is great in it. And people say like, "Oh, it's slow." It's like, "All right, well, if you think it's slow and it's long, because because you're." brain is you can't you know you can't comprehend watching a three-hour movie and you have to be on your phone constantly like just relax watch the movie it's setting up for future movies because there's a lot of other stuff that has to go on and i still think it was awesome but like i said like the the action scenes are great um it's just it, it, it's really a, a well done movie and I'm, I'm glad they had a lot of awards
0: well one thing i'm not going to be seeing now because uh that's my right and i will us, I will state this. I will assert this from the peak of Mount Pius. I'm not going to see the Will Smith movie now. That not going to see that cuckoo bird behavior like that. What kind, what kind of way is that for someone to comport themselves? And you know how you know Will Smith is crazy. I was. I've been. I. I I'm. I'm sorry that I am obsessed by this. Uh, this one pop culture thing, and I don't think it is larger than real stuff that's happening in within our. Uh, national borders and beyond obviously but it is captivating stuff um to consider this was i mean he's sitting there probably you know he's he knows like i'm a half hour hour and away my name might get called out to win an academy award and with that going on he he takes the opportunity to go up there and and uh try and take the dignity of another Grown up uh, in in Chris Rock, just just loony behavior and the assumption that the people, the white knights out there, who who are like, hey, he was defending his woman's honor, like. Oh, so we assume women are all damsels in distress who need saving? That's not very woke. That's not very uh, 21st century kind of thinking. So,
2: yeah. Anyway, I, I agree with you and uh, like your rant uh, you you did on Epi. I could not agree more with. And it's it's like you're at an award show that has comic elements. You have one of the greatest living stand-up comedians of all time uh, making fun of you. You're sitting in the front row on purpose. So the is going to be on you. Just deal with it. And like, look, if you if you're siding with Will Smith and and you don't really care about comedy, that's that's one thing. But uh, the people that are very strange saying that you have to anyone that says anything to you you have to run in the street and punch him is just so stupid. Like, there's a reason why Hollywood is no longer making comic like comedy movies, and there's a reason why that stand-up comedy is so difficult right now for these comics because everything now is just like, oh, what's what's offensive or not. And if you want this cookie cutter crap mainstream comedy, like, well, congrats, you're gonna get it because if you keep you know poo pooing people. Like Chris Rock, who's one of the greatest, um, it, it's just you're going down a bad road, and I, I cannot be more on the comic side.
0: It's it, it's the it, it's this weird um, paradox of two things overlapping. It's one's like getting the vapors. Oh, words, words have hurt me, but then also this old west philosophy. Maybe it's not a coincidence that Will Smith with uh, Wild Wild West, he's he's still trying to make that movie. A success all these years later, or something. But that then it's a combination of like you have offended me, sir. To then like I'm gonna slug you street style. I'm gonna let's meet let's meet the town square for a shootout. Like what the hell kind of logic is this? Who the hell do you think you are, Will Smith? You're not a, again above the law or whatever else to to behave in, in, in that manner. Inexcusable. And he can issue or his publicist or whoever can write whatever apologies they want horrible horrible form all right spaghetti i'm glad we could agree on that because it is now time it's the latest one this is all just hors d'oeuvre because they're playing in the playoffs so i don't think it has to be that big a deal but let's hear it eddie spaghetti the pittsburgh penguins after talk about taking the dignity of another professional the detroit red wings are a real nhl team they gave up 11 goals to the pittsburgh penguins on sunday Got to be a little scary. Although the Rangers took the took the dignity of the Penguins last Friday night in MSG. How say you, spaghetti goal and a half? The Pens are getting. If you want to bet that, pretty juicy at plus one fifty. You can get the home team. How say you?
2: I I mean the Rangers are on the road, so they're going to get the goal and a half here. Uh, I think Igor Shosturkin is starting tonight. Uh, but the issue, the major issue right now is that Ryan Strom was injured. Uh, last game for the Rangers and uh, their victory. So I, I he's not going to play tonight, but it looks like he's at the arena. So that that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, the encouraging sign is that Alexi Lafreniere has been playing really, really well. Uh, I know they swapped out one of their D, D pairings in the third line. So uh, with all the lineup changes and after like the, the humongous win over the Pens and how the Pens are pretty angry after that, I I don't feel too great about this game tonight, being quite honest with you.
0: Geno Malkins now got Ricky Raquel on his right side cooking with gas. I'll take the pens, but you know what? I, I wouldn't wager money on that one. It's hard, a goal and a half is a lot. I guess I would take him on the money line, but more importantly, oh, it's gone down since our conversation started. Mm-hmm. The fates new spaghetti. The total on that one was six when we started. It's now down to five and a half. Guess what? I still think it's a little too high. I, if I know coach Sully, after getting worked over by a team the way the Rangers did in uh, last Friday, the one message will be real tight. They're going to play with a ton of structure. They're not going to give the Rangers a lot of odd man breaks like you saw last Friday night. I say bet the under on this. The only thing that spooks me about that is with Ricky Raquel and Jeff Carter and, and Kasperi Kappen and starting to heat up. Maybe no one can contain these Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to listening to all things Puck with spaghetti and meatballs. Take it away, fellas.
2: We are back. Spaghetti and meatballs are here. Eddie Spaghetti with Mikey Meatballs, who just returned from his trip to Florida, um, hockey hotbed for the state of Florida. How was your vacation at uh, Del Boca Vista? Uh, it was not bad. Not
3: not bad. Um, I got A lot to of see. I didn't go board, to the Shuffleboard, pickleboard, yeah, yeah, paddle tennis, 5 all o'clock dinners. Stuff. Yeah. Basically
2: first order of business um, condolences to the auto centers, uh, their owner, Eugene Melnick passed away from an illness. Obviously Ottawa has been going through a rough stretch. They used to be a powerhouse um, trying to build the minor league system here and become a little bit better of a team. And it's been a long time coming, but uh, just more bad news for them. So condolences to, to them. Uh, obviously with you being away meatballs, the training deadline happened, a lot of big moves. Uh, and obviously we'll give our game picks too, but before we get to the, the game picks, uh, with this trading deadline and there were a lot of big name players being moved. Who is somebody that you think that was moved that will have a big impact for the team down? We have like what, 20 ish games left. Who was going to have the biggest impact uh, for their team
3: and, in, uh, in the regular season and, and potentially the playoffs. Well, I do think um, this is the, this is the case for this year. I think they're uh, every team seemed to make a pretty decent trade. Um, yeah. Crazy. Maybe deadline. they, yeah, maybe, maybe they overpaid some teams a little bit, but, you know, I don't think it was anything too absurd in terms of deals. Um, I like the Lindholm uh, trade. I uh, do too, especially because they they extended him. Yeah, great okay. move. I think that, that's a good addition for them, and uh, they've been hot since January. So anything to make them better. And I do like the cop uh, trade for the Rangers. Um, he's an underrated middle six guy, and playing next to someone like Panarin he could be okay.
2: Yeah, especially with Strom being out, moving into the, the top power play line, putting him in the middle um, with uh, between Panarin uh, and whoever they have at, at right wing. And it's a great spot for him, especially if Panarin starts to shoot the puck more, which he has been lately because he's been a little tentative uh, early on. Having a great season in terms of assists, but not uh, firing his wrist like he used to. So copying there definitely will, will pay dividends, and I, I do think it was a smart move. The guy I'll side with, and it was a guy that did not want to go to the aforementioned Rangers or, or Bruins, is Claude Giroux, who was stuck in Philadelphia, a team that was just not making any improvement uh, for years despite bringing in certain players. And uh, he was their captain, and Florida high-flying team brings him in. And right off the bat, the thing you like to see in you know, in three games played, he has, he has uh, four points already. And the other interesting thing, too, is their you know, leading point getter, Jonathan Huberto, one of the best players in the league, averaging, you know, 19 minutes, 15 seconds on ice. And you see in just the three games, Claude Giroux almost averaging 20 minutes on the ice, 19 minutes, 56 seconds. Um, I know it's only a three-game span, but a guy playing that much uh, with uh, – they're, they're around the same number as Huberto is going to be good. Obviously, Drew playing center, taking the face-offs he's going to be a huge impact for that team, a high-flying team with a lot of good guys who could score Barkov, Duclair. Um, so you could just keep running down the list of the roster. Ton of high flying uh offensive teams. So I Drew being there just makes a lot of sense. They're gonna be a tough out in the playoffs, and uh it seems that he did not want to come to the Rangers. Now speaking of the Rangers, Rangers Penguins tonight, Dave was already making fun before on the pod. Saying that the Penguins are going to win. Being honest with you, after the five one blowout the other night, and the Rangers having a back to back, and they're missing Strom, they're making some changes in the defensive side. I would not be shocked if they slip this game, uh, or if it's a close game. They, you know, whatever. I, I just I wouldn't be shocked if they lost this one. Um, but Dave was saying since your Islanders are no longer in the playoff hunt, if you had a side with one of these teams, I said your answer would be. You just don't want to see either of them succeed because you probably – I know you hate Sidney Crosby and the Penguins, but you being from New York and probably having a lot of Ranger fan friends, you're probably sick and tired of them. So I guess
3: the floor is yours of who you had a side with in between the two. It's a very tough pick, but, you know, uh, if they play each other in the playoffs, it's going to be – I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to root for Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. I, I I hate to do it to you, but that's fine. You know, rooting for um, the Rangers would be like me rooting for the Mets or something like that. That would not be just, it's, unethical
2: well see I root for the Mets like I have no I'm as, as a Yankees fan I have no like they're in the National League like who cares like I don't care what the Mets do it's the same thing with like the Jets and Giants like I have no I like the Jets I actively root for the Jets I have no issue with other teams now when it comes to hockey I'm with you I agree I don't root for the Islanders I don't root for the Devils Um, and in basketball I, I also do not root for the, the Brooklyn Nets but I think uh, it, yeah it, it's tough I, I, I think for some reason with me just like like i'd rather root for the islanders over the penguins so i guess you're a little bit different there
3: yeah i, I don't know. i'm a big believer in uh rivalries i think it makes everything better um so i guess in that in that case if if to make more sense to you it would be like rooting for rooting for the rangers would be like rooting for the red sox then
2: yeah that's tough to for the red sox yeah yeah you, uh, you couldn't root
3: for the red sox could you
2: no, I couldn't. Never. And, but to me, the Penguins are like the Red Sox or the NHL.
3: OK, but, so um, it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, I guess, you know, you've seen uh, more good Rangers years uh, than I've seen good Islanders years, uh, probably. So yeah. it's, uh, you probably have a little big brother feel to it. I, so,
2: look, um, uh No, no, no calms with your pick. Like it's uh that's the beauty of sports, right? You, 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 root for a different team and then you have your different allegiances and hatreds and it's, it's something, but you know what, even if they let this game go tonight and in, in a playoff series, I still feel pretty confident uh in the Rangers abilities. There. Well, and, uh, I,
3: I will say though, th- I mean, that was just kind of a playoffs. So I have to, if I have to pick, but for tonight, I actually do like um the Rangers getting the goal in a half or you like them on the, on the No, I like, right? I like them outright. Wow. You do. Okay. Um, yeah. I think, Pittsburgh putting up 11 goals uh, the other day. Um, they kind of right. uh, exerted everything. They kind of blew their load because they were. Yeah, m- Maybe uh, I'm hoping that's the case. And then, uh, you know, hopefully they come in and I'm assuming it's Jari versus uh, Shesterkin. Right? Shesterkin's in Ned. I believe Jari should be in Um, And then you've got to assume
2: because obviously Gorgiev played the last game and then he'll probably get the back to back on Wednesday night. So, yeah, it looks like the two top goaltenders are being in. And uh, I mean, who knows if Jari's still a top goaltender? They did chase him uh in the game and if it wasn't for an injury then they had to bring him back in so but we're not already starting off with these picks here you're gonna go with the penguins i i guess that the Rangers getting a goal and a half i guess i'll take in a close one i can also see them just like being down a goal and then giving up a late uh empty netter uh at the end of the game like that over under being five and a half is a tough one because i think it's gonna end around right around five or six like i could see a three two four two score mm-hmm. um so i guess i'll 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 get i'll take the goal and a half with the rangers here so we're both on the blue shirt side it, look if you're a hockey fan. What a, what a schedule tonight's game! Uh, if you're listening to this pod early enough for the, the Tuesday night games, I mean, geez, Toronto, Boston, Carolina, Tampa. Uh, you have Florida is playing, I mean, your Islanders are playing versus Columbus. Uh, Calgary, Colorado, another great game. Dallas is a fun team to watch, too. Obviously, like they're Nashville's playing it, a lot of good teams, are in the, but like the matchups are great, too. And I gotta say, quickly before we make our picks. Uh, you know the 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 beating the, the beating that carolina put on the caps um the other night like it, mm-hmm. that should be a playoff series too do you even think they they could the caps have any chance in that series or could even like steal a game or two yeah
3: i do really i th- i i think carolina's a fake good team really i'm yeah. petri- petrified of carolina pet- pet- no, I, petrified. I know um i the islanders had the troubles with them a few years ago and they always play the islanders stuff but i i when it comes down to the playoff style hockey, I, I, I don't know something about Carolina. I don't think they have it. I don't they're, think they're, they're a think deep they're, team.
2: They're a... they're a deep team. They have, they have, they're good defensively, good goaltending. I know Coke just got uh, injured in the game, but like they have guys that could score and like the Rangers have had some bad luck for it. They did beat them recently, but they're a, they're a tough out. I I'm, I'm really scared of that team. And I, and me and you are both kind of negative uh, you know, with the caps this year, we didn't think they'd be, uh, in the in the playoff hunt and they're there now but i mean that was a that was a beat down and that's uh, that's wow that's a scary team so let's give uh some of these picks um in the in the tough matchups who do you like between toronto and boston uh i like boston at uh, boston at home i'm 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 with you too i would take boston um next game we we're just talking about the hurricanes uh heading to tampa bay you side in this game Contrary to what I just said, I do like Carolina. I'm with you too. Uh, taking tonight. Carolina, Carolina the goal and half. I'm taking them. There's no way. There's way around it. That's a, that. That's they're they're a good team. Also, Tampa Tampa, Tampa's not been good lately. Tampa's not been good lately, and they're not good against any other Eastern Conference playoff teams. They have a pretty average record. So, like I said, my my big prediction in the earlier season was they're not going to make DCF, And I'm I'm still going to stand by that. Um, we uh, go to the Western Conference. Colorado at Calgary. Awesome game. Please watch this
3: one if you're a hockey fan. Who are you signing in this game? Uh, you know, I think Calgary is the slight favorite here, um, mm-hmm. at home. I'm probably going to go Calgary. I think I'm going to take Calgary in this one.
2: This is the first game that we're going to differ on. Um, I think it's a coin flip game. Calgary, uh, if Colorado's getting the goal and a half, I'm going to like, uh, the avalanche getting the goal and a half in that game and any other games tonight you want to throw some uh, money I know your, your aisles are playing.
3: Yeah, I think Islanders minus one and a half. Uh, they're a better team than the Blue Jackets. It's kind of how the season's worked. Um, you know, they got the strength to beat the average to bad teams and then against the good teams. Um, they just, they don't have, they don't have it this year. Uh, it's an outlier, I think, of a year. You saw the trade deadline.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Lou said they'll run it back next year. And I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, the Islanders, you know, for any Islander fan saying we'll be back Right to where we were, I think, two years ago, uh, last year. Um, so
2: that's, that's good, coach talk. You're just like your dad.
3: You're just, uh, yeah, you're, you're no, firing I, up, and all the aisle is faithful. I think that's that's going to be the case, and I, I don't think if the Islanders were to get in the playoffs, like right now, somehow, if you know, if they were in the playoffs, no team would want to face the Islanders in the playoffs, and I still think um, that would be the case. So I, I, Islanders minus one and a half against Columbus, uh, and then I, I guess. I do like Ottawa plus uh, getting a goal and a half.
2: Well, uh, I mean, well. they're, they're playing athlete. obviously for their, yeah, with their owner passing, they may have a little chip on their shoulder playing an emotional game. Uh, if I had to throw one other bet out there, the game I do like tonight, uh, the wild at home, given the goal and a half to the flyers flyers, we talked about it. Don't have drew anymore. Their captain Minnesota Wild, a while make the trade for Mark Andre Fleury. Um, I love that that central division like obviously uh, Colorado's way uh, up ahead but the wild the blues the predators and you can even throw in the stars in there if you want to the yep. too. they're all like kind of right there between like the yeah. 74 84 point mark I mean like the western conference Dave always talks about how great the metro is the central and the west is so fun and the wild made one of the better moves at the deadline too I know I said Drew but you could also throw uh Marc-Andre Fleury's hat in well, there, right there. and like that's gonna be a game a, a team to watch out for the, the wild and I like them to night uh, at home versus the very depleted um captainless uh philadelphia flyers
3: yeah i think the playoffs are going to be pretty insane this year uh, i mean i cannot wait they're always good but there could i don't know it's it's there's going to be some crazy series even in the first round so i don't think there's going to be any uh i don't think there'll be any 4-0 sweeps uh coming up I'm 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 with you,
2: and like I know if you're a hockey fan, you're you're very excited. And if you're not a hockey fan, please listen to us, and and just if I have to, we have to teach you anything. it's just just watch the games. Go to your local sports bar, uh, sit there, have a couple cold uh, soda pops, and then uh, just watch the the magic that will unfold. But I'm um, glad you're you're out of the southeast, back in the southwest, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking hockey. And we'll uh, we'll catch up next week. So thanks, everyone.
0: Good stuff there. Poor Meatballs doesn't even have a playoff team to root for this year. <laughs> You know what? You can root for the Penguins if you want, because you don't want to see the Rangers win. All right, great stuff. And uh, from Jeff Schwartz as well, Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Go track that one down, and then get yourself emotionally ready and otherwise, because in just a couple of days, Kevin Hench is going to be back on the mic to talk about this, that, and the other. Oh, his poor Celtics. Oh, Robert Williams out for the year. That's sad, because the Celts were starting to maybe break out as D-team this side of the Bucks that might, uh, might survive that rugged East. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about baseball. We'll talk about football. We'll talk about all of it in just a couple of days. Until then, for Jeff Schwartz, Eddie Spaghetti, Kevin Hench, and everybody else at the Extra Points Network, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.